the NFL Draft. The Jacksonville Jaguars select. Hey, folks, welcome into this special edition of the Bench Bro Sports Podcast. We are here to preview the NFL 2021 draft. It is a week away. It is on the 29th going all the way through May 1st. It's a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday spectacle. A lot of buzz going around. It's electrifying the uh, talk that's going around, especially with these quarterbacks. Who's going where? Who's trading up? Who the hell are the 49ers going to pick at three? I'm here to help it down. I'm Wesley Splain, and also joining me is uh, off of vacation, Bobby O'Hara. The ocean from the Tua Ocean. He's not a dolphin anymore. So, guys, what's up? <laughs> what's up, guys? What's up? Ant was like, yeah, I think Bobby just turns into a dolphin in the offseason and comes back when football's uh Yeah, comes around I, in I, August. I will tell you this. I definitely swim <laughs> warmer waters, that's for sure. Right. How's everything going, though? Good? You like uh, what Miami did in free agency so far? I mean, I thought I was hoping that they were going to land um, a top lineman and a running back, but I, I think I'm happy with what they did because they didn't overpay for anyone else. I felt right. that if, I felt that those were the two positions that I would accept paying high for, and I'm glad they didn't overpay for a receiver because I, I know there was that was out there that people were like, oh, they're going to overpay for like a juju or someone and i'm you know i'm very happy with the fuller contract i thought that was very very a solid contract how much do they pay fuller 14 mil no it was like i think it was like 12 ish 12 ish yeah but it was a one year though so yeah no it's not a lot it wasn't whatever i don't know how much it came out to like i know it's all guaranteed pretty much but the one year deal make or break i'll take it and i think they're gonna draft someone that you know We'll probably replace him if he blows up this year and we can't afford him next year. So we'll see. Right. But at it, least it, you it, don't it, have to deal with the quarterback thing this year with this draft because this draft with the quarterback controversy is going crazy, especially with me as a Broncos fan. I'm in the smack middle of it, even though no <laughs> one wants to shown on us. Oh, my God. I, I'm so glad that we're over the – is Miami going to draft the quarterback? No, oh, thank God we're not in the middle of that because – I don't want to be a team this year that needs a quarterback. Other they were that. at first. Everyone's like, oh, they could move off of two. Yeah, I was I like, know. nah. <laughs> and how many times did, 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 have I been telling you it's not going to happen? The only way they're going to get a quarterback is, is if somehow they do a Deshaun Watson swap and then the Deshaun Watson news came out and I was like, solid, good for me, good for us because we're keeping to it. Well, good for you, but not good for him. Well, That kind of that kind of ruined a lot of things that well, could have happened. You know, that's what happens, man. It kind of stinks. You got it is what Texans, it is. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> forget the Texans. We're not going to even talk about them in this podcast because it is all about the NFL draft. They don't have the third overall pick anymore. So who cares about them? Um, this draft they don't is be part of the draft anymore. They, they yeah. apparently just like trading away all their draft future. Same with you know Seattle only has three picks the entire draft. Yeah, it's crazy. They, they had such a good run. <laughs> They had such a good run of building through the draft, and this gets back to what I've been saying. I love draft season. I love talking draft with everyone because this is where the teams that are solid make it. They're made in the draft. You can supplement through free agency. Once in a while, you'll get a boom team that built their team through free agency. But for the most part, you're building your team through the draft, low money contracts, high potential, and then you're supplementing through the free agency market. 
But I love draft season, and I'm happy to be talking with you. Yeah, it's great, and especially with this draft. How do you feel about this draft compared to like the past five years? I feel like it's really heavy. Obviously, on the QBs, there's a lot of QB talk, but like you see a lot of um, skilled players and offensive linemen in this draft. Yeah, compared to last year. Yeah, um, I like the I like the offensive lineman crop out of the draft this year. I thought last year was a little top. It's heavy. deep. I thought last year was top heavy. The the first three or four guys, um, maybe even up to Austin Jackson, when it comes to actual like tackles, you could say that people thought they were very good, good, good um, tackle prospects. And for the most part, a lot of them I still think are going to be very, very good. But after that, there was a huge drop off. This year, I feel that depending on how you feel about Slater or Sewell, I feel like a lot of people think those two could be generational type of tackles. But even after them, as the board falls, the Darrishaws, all these guys, I think there's very solid players you're going to find that even make their way to the second and third rounds. So it will be yeah. interesting to see if teams, knowing that, don't take the tackle high and try to scoop up the guy later in rounds and pick up a need that's not as deep earlier in the draft. We'll see how that, we'll see how that goes. I think the fact that Sewell even falling this draft to like eight or nine in some mocks is insane. People were talking about this guy being a top three talent no matter what, like months ago. Yeah, I just released my mock. I had him falling to eight yeah, to I Carolina. Just think, yeah, based on the way teams are picking based on their needs, I think it's just incredible that you might not yeah. see a lineman go until eight this year in the draft, and I just think that's out of – just – out of this world because that just goes to show how deep the class actually is because you can get a guy like uh um leatherwood who was an all-american for bama last year in like yep. the middle of the second round yeah yep yep and if you're you're a team like miami too like we were saying you compare them with your tour you know like you have a yeah. lot of options they have a lot of options i think that's gonna be the pick too i think four in this draft and i think six in this draft are gonna be interesting tone setters for the rest of that top 10 because Atlanta it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to stay there and take a guy who could be who knows they need defense people are talking they might just grab pits for the hell of it but they need defense they could trade it away to a team that wants pits they could trade it away to a team that needs a quarterback a lot of ways four can go and I think the way that four goes I think is going to dictate how Miami goes at six I think Miami is definitely sitting on um, Kyle Pitts. People are talking about them trading up to four possibly and getting them or sitting there. But I think if he's not there and Chase doesn't make it past um, Cincy, which people are talking about, I think they might trade out at six, and that will dictate how the draft goes. So four and six in this draft are going to be very interesting. Same with seven, too, because Detroit needs a lot of things, you know. But we can get into the trades in a little bit. We'll start We'll start going at number one. This is probably the easiest pick in the past 10 years, but it's like the less – you don't hear much hype about this pick, which in any year you would be like, oh, yeah, this is a slam dunk. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence going to the Jags. How do you think that will work out in Urban Meyer? It's going to be – the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be a very interesting team. They have a young – little receiving core on the offense and their offensive line is not terrible, but their defense is pretty bad. And Gardner Minshew wasn't really the guy in Jacksonville. So how do you think Trevor Lawrence will fare in 
Jacksonville, Florida, and the Jaguars. She's already donated 20K to so, the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The happy wedding gifts and stuff, right? Um, <laughs> I guess we don't we don't have any question about where he's going uh, come, come draft day. Right. Um, and then the second guy, too, which is like Zach well, Wilson's already to guy, the Jets. Your guy. We'll, we'll talk about him next. But yeah. as far as Trevor Lawrence, I know a lot of people like have been hating on me. Oh, Bobby doesn't like Trevor Lawrence. I don't not like Trevor Lawrence. I just am not a huge... Trevor Lawrence is the next great thing backer. I, I never was that guy. I still think there's some things that I have a lot of questions to see how it happens in the NFL. But I think Jacksonville's making the right choice in picking him. I definitely think he's the best quarterback in this draft class. And I actually am higher on him now that I think that he's going to Jacksonville because I one of the main things about going to the Jets is I actually just – I don't – like when I don't trust the Jets as a franchise, and I and I know people say that about Jacksonville, <laughs> but personally, you're right. I think this is good for Trevor when it comes to how I think he's going to fare. Only for the fact of he's got a college coach, which helps him. I do think that actually does help him, then doesn't help him. And I think that ownership is more. I mean, well, I take that back because the Jets did change ownership and they've been drafting better the last few drafts, but. You're not dealing with the big city. This kid is not a big city kid. He was a Clemson kid, South Carolina kid. He's going down the coastline. He's going to play in Florida. The media is not even – they don't even care about the Jaguars down there. All they care about is Miami and Tampa now because of the whole Brady situation. But it's, it's a Miami state when it came to football for the longest time. Um, it's good for him. I think that's a good thing for him being on a team like that. And I think they're going to get him some weapons and – they have a lot of picks in the first round. I would not be surprised if they go get his running back that he played with in college as well. Well, I don't know because James Robinson did a pretty damn good job as a Jacksonville Jaguars running back last year as an we'll undrafted see. rookie. I agree. We'll see, but I'm telling you, they, there's a lot of people that are, that are saying this and that, but he's going to get weapons. The defense needs work. It's funny to say that only when two years ago we were talking about them saying that they were a quarterback away. And now all of a yeah. sudden their defense was terrible. But I just I don't know. I, I there's something about it. Another that, tackle, maybe too, you know, definitely. with that. Oh, definitely. There's a lot of work to be made. But I just I don't know. I just I feel like for him, it's going to bid well for him being in Florida. And then we'll get to your guy, because I think the other guy is more of a guy who can handle the bright lights because he's more of a he's more of a sensational charismatic I guy. I don't think <laughs> Trevor is a sensational type of guy because I think he's a guy who plays very well, and that's what speaks for him. He's not really a big, sensational, you know, character. He's not like his own brand. His brand is how he plays football, which is what I respect about him. But bright lights, dealing with all that, I think it works for him not to go to New York. Yeah, I don't know how New York would deal with his long hair either, but <laughs> well, I can see. Well, he have the long hair. Maybe he'll play a team next year and decide he's going to cut it all like Herbert. <laughs> right. I think Jacksonville is going to implement the sort of RPO style of uh, offense that Urban Meyer had when he had Cardell, kind of a mixture of between Cardell and uh, the JT Barrett era, because Trevor Lawrence can do both. He's he's pretty much you put him in any system and he'll thrive, I think. James Robinson could be like that. I'm not calling him this or comparing him to this, but he can be that Ezekiel Elliott type workhorse back. And then maybe they get a scat back out of the backfield. I don't know if they signed any scat backs, but maybe that's a possibility. But they also have DJ Chark, Leviscus Chenault, 
which is like a lethal weapon in the slot and motion around. It could be a gadget guy too. And I think they just re-signed their left tackle. So they can improve the line. The defense is kind of a mess, which I think that's what they'll address with their second first. Probably get the TCU safety and Morig, who can be like a center field, single high safety kind of captain back there. So I like the way Jacksonville is going. I think Trevor will be, he'll have a good season. There's going to be growing pains with every single rookie, but I think the pieces are in motion, especially in that division where it's kind of so chaotic from year yeah. to year to year yeah. that anything can really happen. I also like the fact that this is a guy who who has a big arm and everything, and he's going to be playing in Florida versus New York, and he's going to get to play in a division where it's there's two domes and you're in Florida and Tennessee. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You go to you go to um and I think he looks better in a Jaguars uniform than a Jets uniform. Oh, well, you know. I like to say that about a lot of people, but <laughs> believe Jacksonville it. Just remember Jacksonville was in the AFC Championship like 3 years ago. Like that organization yeah. knows how to win. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and this is where we have the Jets fans that come into the chat and they say, does people forget that we went Rex Ryan, we made the AFC Championship and this and that? Well, that was 10 well, years ago. You know, don't worry. <laughs> Speaking about them. I remember, though. I remember. I remember, too. Zach Wilson is going to be presumed to be going number two. How I like know? this. I like Zach Wilson. <laughs> I really do. I think he'll be a very successful QB. It seems like the offense isn't what it needs to be with him, right? I don't know what Michael LaFleur is going to really do because he was, what, a quarterback's coach before he became a OC of the Jets now? So is he going to implement what Matt LaFleur does in Green Bay or like what Kyle Shanahan did in San Francisco? I'm just not sure. I think they're getting the right pieces in place. They have the money for it. But I don't think week one starting right away, though. But there's no one else there to start. So I'm kind of torn on it. And it's the Jets' uh, mantra of, oh, three years, let's get a new guy. Three years, let's get a new guy. Well, here's the thing with the Jets. Um, now, I was saying for a while, listen, I'm not a huge Sam Darno, definitely the top five quarterback if he's not on the Jets guy like I know some people are talking. But I, I definitely was under the um, ideology of I don't, I wouldn't necessarily get rid of Darno yet. And I would build around him if I was a right. I was under the same built, uh, same boat too. I was trade that pick down, get more capital, and just build a team around Sammy D for another year. But if this is the route they're gonna go, they have to start him because you don't look at the last how many drafts you you don't take a guy in the top five, never mind top two, not have a quarterback that's capable on the roster and not start him. Right. I mean, heck, Miami had. Fitz on the roster, who was probably the most capable out of the three that went top three last year when it came to competition on the roster. And even he wound and broken hip and all, even he got reps. So it's become a league where you're seeing the guys start day one. And I think if you're going to the Jets, where you really, like you just said, there's no one there on the roster to compete with him. I don't know how you take him in the top two and not start. Maybe they trade for Jimmy G. Like, uh, you know, yeah, maybe San Francisco's <laughs> too sold on Mac Jones, maybe. All right, uh, we'll push that for a little bit. But, yeah. I mean, they, they've done a good job. They have a lot of picks next year, too. And they, they have do. a bunch of second-round picks as well they, as a late first-rounder in this one. 
I like what the Jets are doing. Look, everyone knows I'm a Dolphins fan, but I keep it real. I like what I may, I will make fun of you when you are a messed up organization. I think you're a messed up organization, and I say I don't trust you because you're it's it's a curse. It's like I've had with Miami for a long time. I just feel like there's a curse. You could be doing all the right things, and you you lose a guy that's important to the whole sixth season. It's just like you seem like everything just. It doesn't matter what you do, things are going to go wrong. That's how I feel about the Jets. It's like I almost root on, I know it's going to go bad somewhere. Sam Darno is going to get mono. It's going to happen. But, (laughs) like, it's always something, right? But I like the way that they're going with the building of the team. I like the um, Sela hire. I wasn't huge on the LaFleur hire. I felt like, you know, this is just we're we're going off the Bronco here. We're piggybacking. But – you know, you'll be happy to lose the gaze bubble screen offense. So everyone's happy when that goes away and they're building, right? Look, look at the, look at the trajectory of the AFC East that they're in as well. This is also, this is also why I like it. You have to play chess in this league. You have to play also to build, to play against the teams in your division, right? Mm -hmm. Every team in the AFC East, there's something very similar about them. Most of them are all, getting young and most of them are ran by a defensive minded coach the jets were the last ones that had gase and then they got rid of them and what did they do they sold all their talent for draft picks like miami did a few years ago and they draft and they brought on a defensive minded coach it's very similar buffalo buffalo new england miami everyone pretty much is a defensive based coaching ideology and now the Jets got the defensive base guy and they're trading all their talent that wasn't going to last with them Jamal Adams was never going to last with them and they're trading them for picks do they still have CJ Mosley you know I don't remember because there was so many people that he opted opted out out. yeah so I don't know if he technically I I, I'm not sure they signed Corey Davis I think they're going the right direction on the offensive side of the ball. The defense, I just uh, I'm not sure because Corey Davis, listen, you got to talk about talk about the other guy there from from Baylor. Oh, Denzel Mims? Oh, my boy Denzel Mims. Hey, 1 year ago we were talking about the draft preview. Who did I talk about last year, Wes? Denzel, yeah, you're right. Boy Denzel. He had a pretty good uh rookie season. It was like oh. up and down, but that's just when the way the Jets' season was. He didn't get in there until about mid-season. And I tell you, when he got in there for a terribly ran offense as it was and as chaotic as it yeah. was, he did pretty well. And they got Jamison Crowder still, too. So, yeah, Lawrence, one. Wilson, two. The real talk starts at three. This so was not, Miami's wait, wait, can pick. We, can, we also oh, go ahead. About, do you, can we also talk about, while we're still on the Jets, is there any rumor that you're buying that Fields is actually going to be the pick? No. Okay. No, because that trade does not get done at BYU's Pro Day if it wasn't like evidently clear that the Jets are taking Zach Wilson. No, okay. I agree with you on this. I just had yeah. to put it out there because there's people talking about that as an option. There's people talking, but like it's maybe the Jets are there to talk to other GMs and stuff too that are around. Correct. Um, right. Okay. They didn't go to Trey Lance's Pro Day. So. <laughs> Let's talk about the 49ers here at three. This is where everyone's pulling hair and like wanting to punch uh, people in the face over. Yeah, uh, this, this they, tra- the they traded two future first and a third round to Miami 
which then Miami traded back up to the sixth pick with the Eagles to use one of those uh, first-round picks. And remember, guys, that was one trade. They announced that as two separate trades. That was all yeah. part of a one-way trade. It was a one-way. So 49ers are here at three. They have said they're going to keep Jimmy G. They like Jimmy G. Who knows if that's going to be true at the end of the um, weekend or not. Right. I The rumor has been about Mac Jones. Now, yeah. I see that as makes total sense from Kyle Shanahan's standpoint. Mm-hmm. But everyone's just like, how is this not Justin Fields? Yep. You could throw Trey Lance in there. Yep. Where do you see this going with the 49ers, with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan calling the shot here? So, personally, I don't buy into the, anything that like makes sense to other people. What makes sense for the franchise is how you have to look at these things in the draft, right? They, you know, a few years ago, not too long ago, Dwayne Haskins, people were saying, oh, he's got to be the guy over Daniel Jones. Giants take Daniel Jones as early as they can. And people are like, why would you do that? You could have got him later. Because that's who the Giants wanted. That's who the Giants made sure they got. Look, if you're trading to the top three pick, everyone knew Miami wanted to trade down, so it made sense to do it before the draft. Um, you're trading up for someone that you know you want. So the one thing that we can say is we know they have a guy that they want and they prefer because they're trading up to get him. Now you Mm -hmm. have to break down between is it the other guy or the other guy? And I agree with you. I don't think it's smoke. It's a smoke screen. I don't think it's smoke and mirrors that they want Mac Jones. And the fact that it's getting leaked there, there doesn't need to be smoke. It doesn't need to be a smoke screen because he's at fields and Jones are going to be there. It's not like if they tell someone they want this guy, someone's going to go up and trade him because the Jets and the Jaguars are tied into their picks. We know what it's going to be pretty much, you know, 99.9% know what's going to happen. Um, so I definitely think they're going to take Mac Jones because, again, a franchise makes sense. And if they're saying that they're going to keep Jimmy G, which I personally will see on draft night, but if Jimmy G stays – I definitely think it's Mac Jones because Mac Jones is a guy that I think they're going to, they're going to, they're going to keep and ride behind Jimmy G for a little bit. Um, but he's a system guy. He fits their He fits the Shanahan system better than Justin Fields, in my opinion. So when people look at it, they say, well, Justin Fields is a better quarterback prospect. Justin Fields is all these different things better. You're drafting for fit guys. You're drafting for what fits your franchise best. These teams don't care about who's the best player. They care about who's the best player that fits my scheme. And especially with Kyle Shanahan, who puts system over talent any other day of the week. And, and, and he's I can proven tell, it. He's proven it multiple times that way. He's proven it the most when it was art. I use this all a lot, and I can't stress this enough. He picked Kirk Cousins over RG3. Remember that whole yep. battle in training camp? He picked that because... RG3 was fully healthy. There was reports of him making big throws and doing this spectacular stuff. Yet he picked Kirk Cousins and they made the playoffs that year. It's that very simple. And I think Mac Jones's ceiling is Matt Ryan. I think he will be Matt Ryan esque. Matt Ryan won an MVP, folks. He's not garbage. And he's he still. Like, he likes guys that can sit in the pocket and consistently make all the throws. Give it to your ball makers. Playmakers. He. Well, first of all, everyone's hating on his mobility, which I'm like, he has some. He's not going to be like 4-4 or like 4-5 or could potentially be like a wishbone running back. 
But Bama ran a lot of RPO last year with Mac Jones in there. You can watch it in that championship game. They would do well, a lot. Bama, Bama's been running RPO for 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 a while now as part of their system. So exactly, he, he knows how to run that, and he's been training that for not even until last year. He they've been doing that with Tua for for the last how many years? Jalen Hurts. So he's been part of that team that's been running that even in camp all the time. And even when Tua went down, Max stepped in and he looked pretty good. There was like some interceptions where you're like, eh, what was that? But then he got it figured out. And then this year, he yeah. he has the best tape. Like if you're going to use the excuse of, oh, he had the best team with the best options. Well, why were we using that excuse for Joe Burrow? Well, why why weren't we I... using yeah, – uh, hold on, Bobby. I was about yeah. to say something like – why why weren't we using this excuse two years ago with Tua, which was pretty much the same team if you but, add but Jerry, were. Judy, Henry Ruggs. But they were using the same excuse with Tua, and that's when I kept saying the same thing you said. Why aren't we using this excuse with Joe Burrow? And you can look it yeah. up because I have tons and tons of chats where I've said this to you guys. Well, Tua's only going to be good because he's good, he's good talent. And I said to you the same thing you just said to me. Why didn't we say it with Joe Burrow? And now Joe Burrow, we'll get to in a minute, is probably going to get his prized possession back in the draft. So let's just talk about that. The thing with Mac Jones is he's just I just don't think talent wise he's a top five pick like Tua was. I think Tua is a is a high IQ quarterback. He's still a higher IQ. Sure. Quarterback. Yes, I agree and with I, that. And I think he has um, I think his elite talent. Everyone has to have an elite talent to be in a top five Tua, in my opinion, wasn't um, the big arm or anything. It was his insane accuracy. And he showed that even last year when in camp, people were yeah. saying yeah, the accuracy. And, Ma Jones and Mac Jones has the left. same thing too, Jones except a little bit of less left. arm strength. Yeah. And, I was about to say, he goes, he's going to pick him in my opinion, right? Because he does every, he can do, there's something, there's nothing he really can't do. He's not exceptional at anything, but he's good at everything. Yeah. He's going to win you games. It doesn't matter. As long as you can give it to the playmakers, Dot every I, cross every T, you're going to be golden. Exactly. And Mac is very intelligent. He can avoid blitzes, too. It's not like he's a statue back there. Well, and look, the last 10 Super Bowls, 12 quarterbacks have been there, which is crazy because you would think it would be like 20 or something. Yep. But it's because of Tom. Well, Tom and Roethlisberger. Yeah. Four, four of those were mobile quarterbacks out of 12, and only two of one. So it's not like you have to win with mobile quarterbacks nowadays. Even no. the past five years, only one has won a Super no. Bowl and reached one. And I've said this, and I don't mean to like put mobile quarterbacks into a hole, but really intelligence and accuracy is always going to be the most important thing when it comes to playing the position. And unfortunately, yeah. you don't – it's just you can say I'm being – picky and you can say I'm putting guys into a category but there's very few guys that are mobile quarterbacks that have that it exactly it's like the guys who are mobile quarterbacks and, and it could change because a lot of guys at the youth level are learning to be mobile and do that so we're training guys different but it just seems like if you get the mobile flashy guy he makes a lot of dumb headed plays or he doesn't have accuracy or you see it with Lamar a lot of times and people are backing Lamar Oh, he, he gets out of the pocket and then he's like, oh, he has the guy. He got he did every move to get the guy wide open and then he has the guy wide open and then somehow the ball goes 50 yards away from the guy. And you're like, oh, well, there you right. go. That's what I'm talking about. He doesn't need to be mobile because he can just throw the ball to George Kittle, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and they can do the rest. They have a <laughs> really? very good. 
They still have a very good defense that didn't play half healthy this year. They played a great offensive line. They have a great O line, and their running backs are very, very good. And a lot of they just signed Wayne Goldman today, too. Yep. Yep. And Goldman is is good. Wow. Was a very underrated running back. Yeah. They got, they, Shanahan loves to work with like 10 running backs on the roster. It's ridiculous. Where the NFL is going, you don't see these running backs getting drafted high. Um, yeah. But it's such different with, from his dad because his dad in Denver was always like, we got to get just one guy, like Clinton Porter, Strelt Davis, Willis McGahee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just much. work those guys down to the ground. Nah, 100%. It's, it's uh, it's a, it's a weird position. You're either it's, there's very few teams now that that keep the workhorse back and have yeah. to do everything. So um, this is weird. We agree on the first three picks so far. I think it's yeah. Mac Jones, ninety percent. I think it's one hundred percent Mac Jones, and I think the fact that there's rumors that even came out about Mac Jones being the guy sells me on it even more because I think no one in their right mind was thinking that anyone trading up yeah. was going to be taking Mac Jones. So the fact that even that's even being leaked. It's got to be believable because no one even thought of – if someone said to me, oh, the leak is that they're taking Justin Fields at three, I'd be like, okay, well, you could have picked that out of a hat. The guys are very <laughs> Right. But for you to come up and be like, no, Mac Jones, who wasn't even a first-round um, draft pick a few months ago, now all of a sudden the team's, team's trading up to get him. Oh, yeah, well, that's the guy. I believe it. <laughs> he throws a nice ball, too, man. He throws a really nice football. Like perfect yep. spiral like all the time. The thing that people don't realize, and I've said this, you know, people with the Bama quarterbacks, this and that, I don't like, again, and I, I'm going to say it again. I don't think he's elite at anything. I don't think he should be in that Tua category when it came to, when it comes to the top five talent, talent wise, but he's going to go top five because of need and fit. But the Bama quarterbacks, it's changing guys because they used to be a run heavy team. If you look at the way they, they, they run their offense now, though, it has evolved under when they had tug of a low it, it evolved when they had a little bit of Jalen Hurts but a lot of Tua and then Mac Jones continued it and showed that he can run it at a high level as well um they're gonna start getting top quarterback commits Bama now because the offense is this people didn't commit to Bama if you were gonna be a quarterback because they were a running team it's Mac Jones just beat the Bryce kid that was like a five-star recruit yeah and uh but, spring ball or whatever but it's 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 changing the, the top Caliber quarterbacks are going to start committing to Bama now because they do run a passing attack. It used to not be that way. They used to be a very defensive and running-based team, which they still produce a lot of talent of. But they are showing that they can produce passers. And I do think, I still believe in Tua, obviously. And I do somehow, you know, have some faith in Mac Jones. I don't Mac Daddy guy, Jones. But the fact is, I do think, you're going to start seeing quarterbacks go to Bama that are top recruits. And I do think Bama quarterbacks are going to be different in the future. I just think we're heading that way. Yeah. I think, I think Mac Jones is going to have a great, great career. And you with, have to paired with him and he's guys, so bright. Exactly. Drafting these guys, you're getting high IQ talents because they're, they're playing a very um, NFL based system. They're playing a, a pro offense. It, it's been Dan Orlovsky and other people have come out, but like, it's been said that Steve Sarkeesian kind of just let Mac Jones do his thing. Like third week into yep. the season that Mac Jones was like um, installing new plays. It's yep. him with Kyle, I think will be great. So yep. uh, I will talk about four. We'll move on to four, but like, we'll start with this first. 
because four has become a possible trade spot. We're looking at four, six, seven, and eight as potential spots. Let's talk about the other QB needed teams. Denver, Patriots, Washington, and Chicago have been all rumored to try to trade up. Any of those teams moving into any one of those spots that I mentioned, like likelihood of that to occur because Trey Lance and Justin Fields are quarterbacks that you could trade up for with those talents. I think Trey Lance has a high, high ceiling. Um, I think Trey Lance is like the Jordan love of last year. Only he's a little bit more IQ of a quarterback and less. Um, how do I say it? Less. Can't think of the word erratic, less erratic. I, I do think he's got a lot of room to grow. And I do think his game is still very raw, which is why he's not going top. In this yeah, draft. but I do think that he is the guy out of all these guys, and I said that about Jordan Love last year. I think he has the highest ceiling when it comes to intangibles. I think he absolutely can do everything. Right. So, out of all those spots, do you see New England moving up? Denver moving up? So, so I could see Denver moving up. I can't see New England moving up. For Lance, only for the fact that I still think he's a project quarterback. They would need right. someone behind him uh, to keep him on the bench for a year or so. And I think it's just in a situation where they could take him and not move up, not trade too much to trade up to get him, especially if they trade into like that six spot like we were talking about with Miami. Yeah. They don't have to give up too much to get him. And I think Denver's pretty much ready to be a very good team. They just are missing the guy. Um, the Pats still have a lot of room to work with, and you're going to throw him into a situation where he doesn't have a lot of talent around him still on the offensive side. So, And it's a very intricate playbook with Belichick, so I just think Belichick's not going to trade for a guy like that. And I heard a rumor, I don't know if it's true or not, but there's a rumor going around that um, they're actually trying to trade for Jordan Love. That <laughs> wouldn't be a bad move, to be and honest. It would, make, it would make all the sense in the world because this is a guy, like we said, has all the talent in the world. And he just sat a year behind one of the best quarterbacks to ever play football. Right. It would be such a Belichick move to pull a trade like that off. It wouldn't be bad. But, like, you don't know what Jordan Jordan Love is because we didn't have any preseason games last year. No, so it's no, kinda... you absolutely you, you, you don't. You don't. You got to go based off of the tape in college and, you know, see. Um, you know, but I think it would be a trade we're not giving up too much for him. It's not, it's not a bad idea. But I do think Trey Lance will have a higher ceiling in what New England is trying to do now because they they brought Cam back, and it seems like they want to be run heavy with the two tight ends set and just like smash-mouth football. I think Trey Lance fits into that perfectly if he can adjust his mechanics and accuracy just a tad bit. Oh, yeah. You know, he has the intangibles just like Mac Jones of processing. He processes very quickly. He's got the run dominant style and he, he zips the ball. Like it leaves and it's, it's thrown really hard. It's like a hundred miles an hour coming out of his hand from what it looks like on tape. But, um, Oh, oh yeah, I, absolutely. Um, the Jordan love thing is interesting though. Cause maybe Washington or Chicago could do well, not Chicago. Cause that's within the division, but, Washington could pull that move, but like you would try to trade out of the conference. Um. Yeah. No. One hundred. Yeah. One hundred percent. I. I just. I saw it going around. I think Green Bay would be a little. It would be a little weird to get rid of Love that fast, especially if you had him sit under Rodgers for a year. You had him under the tutelage of him. 
and you still don't know what's going on with the Rodgers situation. It's a little like, you know, on the It's weird. And then you trade it up to get this guy on top of it. I just think it's it would be weird for them to move on with them that quick. Yeah. And to put to send them to New England though, I mean, like, man, does any team want to help this team anymore in football? <laughs> <laughs> right. I do think New England and Denver are gonna end up with these two quarterbacks. Right. Washington and Chicago pick way too late to move up. I don't think anyone would want to make a uh, trade all the way back to 19 and 20. Now, I think Denver will be the ones that are going to pull the waiting game because they do pick at nine, which is everyone's trying to trade with them from what I think, because they're the ones that are still in the top 10. New England, you have to move back to 15. And the, there's a bit of a drop off from the first 12 picks all the way back. So I think that if Denver offers a first rounder, it's over because then they'll make the move right away with possibly. I think they'll move with uh, Detroit out of all teams. In my mock draft, I have them trading with Detroit because Carolina could be the ones that make a deal with the Patriots and trade back because all they need is a left tackle. I think I think and I've said this again, four is going to be a three. Three is going to be interesting because if Fields is left on the board like we think is going to happen, I think four now becomes a trade-up spot for a team that wants Fields, which is what I'm Or even Atlanta could pull the trigger on a QB, which is so stupid. No, exactly. But my point is, as a Dolphins fan at six, that's what I want to happen because that means Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase fall down another spot, and Cincy can only take one of them. So if you're a Dolphins fan, you're in hope. That's what you want to happen. You want four to be traded away for a quarterback or for Atlanta to take a quarterback and not take, you know, Chase or Pitts. Um, so from what Atlanta, the rumors from Atlanta is that the GMs and the other people in the office want to pick Trey Lance and the head right. coach, Arthur Smith, who just got there, literally just had a cup of coffee, wants mm-hmm. to keep Matt Ryan. Right. Exactly, um, which is why I would, you know, if they want to take Trey Lance, hey, even the more the merrier, even better. But um, I just think if, if for say, they take Pitts, right, Atlanta, yeah, and then and then you assume since he takes Chase or even Sewell, but most people are saying Chase, right? I think it's Chase, yeah, because I of the think, tackle depth, right? But either way, I think if that's what happens and that's how the board falls. From what I know about watching Miami often right now is I think you'll see Miami trade out then to a team that wants to trade up ahead of Denver for a quarterback. And then if Denver wants that quarterback, they're going to be forced to trade up to that pick and take them before another team jumps. Yeah, because Miami, as far as I know, they want I they want to trade down, but I think they're staying there. And I think they trade it up because they want Chase or Pitts. But if Chase or Pitts does not go to them because of the hype they've been getting now, especially Pitts. I think they were thinking they were going to get Pitts because I think they thought since he was going to take Chase, but they thought four quarterbacks were Atlanta were not going to take Pitts, and they were going to definitely get Kyle Pitts um, Mm -hmm. at six. That's why they traded back up into the top six. I I really believe that. That's their guy. But I think they would have took Chase if he was there as well. If both of them are not there, I think Miami's going to watch on draft day to see how it falls. If they're not there, I think Miami is going to trade out with someone. I do believe that's what's going to happen. Might be even to trade out with like someone who wants to get a position value player like right. Sewell or something like that too. Or Sewell or a Parsons or someone that's in the top right that someone wants 
highly of. I definitely think that's how they're playing it, and I think that's why they haven't traded out till draft day because I think they're waiting to see if yeah. they can get one of those guys. So you're not going to All know these moves are going to happen on draft day anyway because we still technically don't know what San Francisco is going right. to do, and that's no, going to depend on how the draft falls. Exactly, but that's a team I'm yeah. saying that you're – I, I think they had a guy they wanted and now it's getting hyped and he might get taken before that they thought he was going to be there. Um, so if that happens, I think, I think that's a team that definitely is going to tr- look to trade down and Denver might be the perfect spot for them because they stay in the, everyone knows Miami wants to stay. See, in the top everyone's the saying Denver is the perfect spot. <laughs> but no, it's no, just, it, will it Denver because, cough up anything? It is because if you watch the Greer pressers, he's made it known that they do, they too prefer to stay in the top 12 area though, even if they trade down. And yeah. Denver would have to trade up a little bit ahead of them to get a guy that they want. So it seems like a match made in heaven if that's the way that the board falls. We'll see what happens. Right. Exactly. I think Denver will just wait back and just be happy with what whichever quarterback drops to them. Or Carolina yeah, could screw them and pick a QB, even though they just got Sam Darnold. <laughs> right. That's why I'm saying if four quarterbacks go in the first four, I think you might see something like that happen. But I don't think in yeah. that situation – Miami would honestly trade back because I think that means they're going to get pits. True. Maybe Detroit. Detroit's the wild card out of this that whole entire top when, 10. Right. That's when you would see, I think, Detroit fall back because they lose out on one of those two. Right. You so mentioned that, about Jamar Chase, the Bengals. I think that's going to be the move because it's Joe yeah. Burrow's guy. You can right. get tackles, not really their weakness. It's the middle of the line. Yeah. Because they just signed Riley Reef as a right tackle, right tackle money. Yeah. So you're going to want to pay play him at right tackle. And yeah. they love Jonah Williams, who has been yeah. had injury issues, but like he hasn't been the problem of what the Bengals were. It was right tackle yeah. last year. I just I'm just amazed at how Sewell's going to fall in this draft when when he was a bona fide yeah. know, top tackle in the last last ten years, and he's going to fall to like eight. The over under for his draft position is at six and a half, and I took the over on that. I really yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, look, I've said it too. If Chase and Pitts are not there at six, I would not be I would be okay if we took Sewell. I don't know, because you Miami did take tackles last year, and maybe yeah, they'll just they wait to right take a guard. And they said that and it, what's interesting is they said that Sewell is now training to play right tackle. So again, I wouldn't be shocked. Right. Um, if they're forced to stay in that situation. Well, Miami has that high second round pick, right? Yeah. Maybe they have that's a tackle too. spot. They exactly. But I think that's for Harris. We'll get to that later. But um, we'll see. That's 18 for Harris is pretty high, I, I think, right now. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I think, if, I think this is the draft where you know they've made it known to a lot of teams that we're not going based on where guys are supposed to go. We're going based yeah. on guys that we want. And I think that's how a lot of teams are doing it. I think that's why Mac Jones is going to go where he's going to go. Teams are yeah. starting to just take guys where, where they want. And I hope Denver takes Justin Fields because I think Justin Fields fits perfectly for what Denver wants to do. Denver has lacked an accurate passer for like 20 years yeah. since Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was the only one. I, think, we had- I, I, I just think that you're in a situation where True Lock is, cannot be the, the starter going in day one next year. They have to figure something out. Well, I think he will be the starter day one. It's just a matter of can Justin Fields learn an off Pat Shermer's offense quickly yeah. and be able to decipher defenses. My problem with Justin Fields is that 
the disguising part with defenses, Northwestern did it and Indiana did it. That's where he struggles with. And under right. pressure, how is he going to do? Yeah. Because sometimes he'll fold under pressure and just look for the check down. And if the check down's not there, he'll make a bad throw. Which you're I like, will, what are I you will, doing, Justin? <laughs> See, Fields, I was never huge. I was never a big Fields guy. But I tell you one thing. Um, I love Justin Fields after watching that, that, that Clemson game. The heart that he showed in that game. And the more you read up on, on his story, he's, yeah. just such a, he's such a guy to root for. He, he's just he's got such a good heart and he's a guy that loves football he, he, imagine he him taking those deep shots with kj hamler who can fly past anybody and a big body like Cortland sutton it, in mile high where you can fling the ball 70 yards <laughs> yeah no it, it's it's a great situation for him he's a big body guy he can handle that, that those cold weather hits um i think he would i think he would do good there the accuracy is a big Thing for me because that's the part of Trey Lance's game that is a bit iffy and I'm just like uh Trey Lance needs to sit and you cannot sit behind Drew <laughs> I don't think you could do that you could if you if you did pick Trey Lance if they did do that I'd rather them just trade for Teddy Bridgewater than move Drew Locke to somewhere else right like at least have like a veteran QB that's going to teach the game because Drew doesn't know the game he knows the game but he's not like the vet that you want teaching a rookie to take your job Oh my God! Yeah, no, exactly. So it, I hope it's Fields because then if Fields, let's just say this: if Fields push pushes Drew Lock and Drew Lock has a great year like Josh Allen did, you could either trade Drew or you could trade Fields for a first round pick next year to a needy quarterback team because the quarterbacks are pretty bad next year. What? Yeah. What happens? I think we got lucky with quarterbacks the last two drafts. I think that was a really yeah big, we did. That was a really good boom in quarterback talent. Um, what what do you think Detroit does in the middle of all this? Because everyone knows what the hell is Miami going to do? What the hell is Atlanta going to do? What the hell is San Fran going to do? Those are well, they need everything. What is they need, I was about to say they need everything. That's why I think they could be a potential trade partner. Just like yeah. wait for Miami, because I think Miami could take one of the Alabama wide receivers if Pitts and Chase are off the if, board. If they're forced to sit there and they can't find a trade partner and trade back, yeah, I think they might. I think I, I even think they might take Waddle and shock people, like I've said. But Detroit—that's where we first disagree on, because I think um, yeah. Smith Again, is the better I just, guy. I just think, based on what they're trying to do and, and they're trying to spread the field, I just. And you don't know how long Fuller is going to be there past the one year. Right. I just think that's the guy. Um, but Did you see Devontae Smith weighed in at 166? Yeah, I don't think that helps him, though. I mean, he hasn't gotten hurt at all in Alabama, which is no, look, like, I'm a that tape frame. Guy. I'm a tape guy. Don't get me wrong. I love I, – I, I see what you do on the field. I don't care about the measurables and things that people fall for. But I, I think in the rest of the world, I know how the NFL works. I think that hurts him. Um, personally. Yeah. I can, I just hope he doesn't go to Detroit. I really hope he doesn't. <laughs> That's the last place I want him to go. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. I mean, Hey, um, oh, yeah, no. Detroit interests me because like you just said, it just, they're kind of sitting there. Like what are the scraps we're going to get from the teams in front of us? You know, I think they could use Waddle really well. Cause they, they do need like a, a playmaker. Guy. Like I think they, need a playmaker like Waddle that can do a lot of things than just like uh play slot. 
I don't know who the returners are, to be honest. I mean, like the whole the whole Detroit thing has just been turned upside down with uh kneecap eating uh Motor City Dan Campbell over there as the head coach. Jared Goff, too. You gotta have Jared Goff throw to someone, not just TJ Hawkinson the whole time. And that defense is pretty bad too. I could see them taking Micah Parsons at seven. But that's what I'm saying. They have so many people, right? That they can, like you said, they have so many holes. It's like they're a team that should almost trade back and get more picks. But or yeah, just go best player available on their board. They're going to go best player available. But the thing is, like, how do you decide what's best available between Amika Parsons, uh, Bama receiver that falls, or, you know, a line? Yeah. It's like you could take the best available of one of those guys. They're probably going to be there. <laughs> they don't need a corner because they got Okuda and uh, didn't they, they signed Dunbar, right? I think so. Um, yeah, I think so. And they offloaded a corner, though, I think, as well this offseason. Like, I can't remember who it was. They probably did. But, um, yeah, Detroit's fascinating. Dallas at 10 wants Kyle Pitts, but that ain't going to happen. They, yeah, they're so going to take – Can you talk go about ahead. that? There's, yeah. there's, people are saying that, that they're going to trade the four and get them. Which, That'd be nuts. Can you, Which can makes you sense for Atlanta. Jerry? Can you put it past Jerry? No, you can't. You really can't. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is I could see it happening. And as a Finns fan who wants pits, I just hope if it happens, they trade their entire franchise for the guy. Because good luck. If you want to be stupid, Jerry, and go do, out there. Do a Mike Dicka deal like back in 99 for Ricky. If you want to be dumb, Jerry, and play Jerry Ball and keep picking your Ferraris and not address the main part of why your team can't win a playoff game, which is your defense – then I hope they trade like their next five years of draft picks to go get pits. I mean, I really do let them get pits, but I tell you, it's not going to change much because their defense is awful. Hey, if if Dallas does pick uh, pits, I'm, I'm drafting pits in like the third round of fantasy next Just year. Screw pits! I'm drafting Dak Prescott. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, I was a year too early on him. Oh my goodness! That, but I do think they'll like, stay at ten. Yeah. There's been talk about them taking J.C. Horn over Sertan, though. J.C. Horn has flown up the uh, draft boards. He has. He has. Um, yeah. Farley's being slept on a little bit. It's the back surgery with Farley that's scaring teams. I love Sertan. I just think Sertan is such a solid prospect. I just personally love him. I just think he's so built for that position like and what they want nowadays with their futuristic yeah. corners and being big. He, he gets in trouble with double moves, though, sometimes. He does. But it's yeah. just, I just think, like, if he goes to a team that knows how to coach corners and they have a guy on the on – the, the, you know, a lot of these guys are very good cornerback coach or secondary coaches. He goes to a team that, that knows how to use him. Uh, I just he, – he's such a solid prospect. You could argue right. – like, a month ago, you could have you argued him going to the top five a month ago. Yeah, you really could have. It would have yeah, been, been crazy with uh, Sertan being the fourth pick. But yeah. now it kind of is. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. It's it's crazy how a month ago cha things changed always in the draft. It's like this guy yeah. was probably a top five guy a month ago, and now, you know, quarterback thing changes things. Uh, the rest of the first round, mm -hmm. any guys sticking out to you? Do we see a running back go in the first round? So um, Philly trading to 12 maybe gets a wide receiver there, but I think – They'll get stuck with J.C. Horn there. They do need corners. Yeah. But um, other than that, I think it's going to be chalk with like uh, pass rushers, 
some linebackers and offensive linemen. Philly's going to be interesting. I feel like if they wanted a receiver, they would have had a guy in mind already, and they wouldn't have traded out of six. Right. Um, Pitts was even funny because Pitts was saying that he – I read a thing the other day. He's an Eagles fan growing up. Well, he's and, from Philly. That right, area. and he probably thought he had a good chance of getting drafted there when they were sitting at six. And he said now all of a sudden Dallas wants him. He said it would feel so weird being drafted by the Cowboys. But like you said, I don't think Dallas touches him if they stay at 10. But um, <laughs> yeah. But as far as the rest of the first, I think the Giants are a team is another team that's like it's gonna that's gonna change the draft because they can go so many different ways. They um, need a pass rusher or like uh, someone to affect the pass. Yeah, they could they could use a Devonte Smith if he happens to fall there, or a Waddle. Whoever falls out of those two, they could take there if they wanted to. They could take a lineman if they wanted. They could take a Quiddy Pay if they, if he fell. So many ways they can go with that pick. Uh, and I think that's going to determine the Chargers. Do you think Micah Parsa fits there at New York? I think Micah Parsons. There's a need on every team for a Micah Parsons. He's just one of those talents. Right. I think you can find a way into every team that that fits that 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 would need him. Like everyone can use a Micah Parsons. See, linebacker is deep in the second round. That's the thing. Because like earlier, I was advocating for Denver to pick Micah Parsons. Yeah. I I thought we were going to be out of the whole quarterback hunt. Yeah, we, now, were, we, were a like, guy, uh, we were on him, too, for a while. They were talking about him fitting into Flores' scheme, which makes me think that he never gets past New England. Flores runs a very New England-based defense, um, and I think that if you know he gets out of the top 10, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if New England is, is the team that really wants him to fall to them. Right. I could see the Eagles taking them, too. Yeah. Just like as the it, best player available kind of thing. So Eagles funny. don't have anything. That's one of those names that like looks good on an Eagles jersey for me. I don't know why. It just looks right. It just um, looks weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> but Darishaw, I think, goes to the Chargers. I think that's a lock. I think they go out. I think they get lucky with Slater that's falling possible. to them. You know what? That's very possible. Uh, Herbie's been having a lot of things go right for him as far as um, building the team in front of him. So I wouldn't be shocked if he gets another gift um, and that happens. Because they got the huge lineman signing in free agency as well. For him. Right. There's been rumors about Arizona trying to trade up. I don't know if it's for a corner, but like some people have been saying it's for Waddle. And I'm like, what the hell do they need another receiver can't be for? for a receiver? I could see <laughs> them take, I'm telling you, I can see them taking a receiver if it falls to them because they're just like Jerry Jones. They don't care about, they don't know what defense stands for. They don't seem to care. But just take Newsome. I mean, they're a team that, again, could be like, wow, Micah Parsons fits that team, or you know, it just it's crazy. Um, Raiders I, are interesting at seventeen. I, I really think. Uh, see, I think the Raiders are going to take a guy that I would like to fall to eighteen, and that's really uh, a Wosu. I'm in love with this this prospect. Um, I just think he's so so multi talented in the way that he moves and backpedals as a linebacker. I'm just. I, I really and I love the way that he plays with aggression at the same time. He's very the Notre Dame guy, right? Yeah, I just I just think he he backpedals a lot like a DB at a linebacker position. Who is also he's a very built linebacker on top of it. He's a he's a Willie linebacker. I love I, I really like him. I really like him, and I think watch his think tape. He blows grinder. up receivers. Yeah, he's a. I think he's a grooting grinder. I, I don't think he gets past seventeen. Oh boy, Gruden grinder! Don't start. Well, you again. know, you know, Gruden loves those guys. He can do everything. Yeah. He's a great talent. Oh, oh my God! 
I think they get stuck with Tucker because the the moves they made in the offseason of like relieving their linemen just to kind of give up cap space. I think they could use Tucker there because yep. Tucker is really good at versatility. I think Miami goes edge rusher edge rusher at 18, which I'm kind of like Jalen Phillips or Quiddy Pay, one of the two if they fall there. I think that'd be perfect for Miami, who needs another person to cross from Ogba, maybe. Yeah. Ogbo was a great signing. He worked out great. I love the guy. Um, I do think the smart play would probably be to go defensive end at that spot. But I yeah. personally am a Rosal fan. I like his size. I like his tall size. That's a second-round pick, though. He just reminds me of, like, a Jason Taylor type of body. Right. But Phillips, dude. Phillips is the pretty much the yeah. same way but bigger. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I just – I don't know. It's those speed off. Like, if you watch Rosal, that lankiness – it, for yeah. me, I watched Miami, and I know Phillips is such a great talent, but fit-wise, like, we miss a lot of tackles at the boundary level, at the freaking before the linebackers even get to touch the guy, we're missing tackles at the line. When you watch this guy play, Rosal, he is so lanky that he gets that arm out and trips up the running back behind the line of scrimmage so often that it either slows the guy down or he can make an arm tackle. And I just think that that's, that would be so good to have because we seem as a team that, you know, Miami, they just seem to let a lot of guys loose at the, at the, at the um, line of scrimmage. They have a great interior line that they've built with um, Wilkins and uh, can't think of his freaking name guy from Bama. But um, I just think he would be great for his lankiness. Like sometimes those those long arms really help with those tackles. Right. Any other the picks that from like twenty on that are interesting? I would like that you're looking see, at. I would like to see where the first running back goes and which one it is. I think Miami is going to be a chance to take a running back at eighteen. I think the Steelers are going to be a chance at a running back at eighteen, and I think Harris is going to be the guy that would go to either of those two if they went running back. And then I Jets. Think then I think it's actually going to be a battle between the Jets and the Bills for Etienne. Etienne. Yeah, I, I, I can't say it, E.T. But I think the Jets are going to be battling for him um, with the Bills because the Bills really, they have such a built team that they really only need it. They, they just don't have a running back. Um, Steelers don't have an offensive line. How can you pass up an offensive lineman at that spot? If it's going to be interesting to see who falls. Absolutely. It's yeah. going to be interesting to see who falls but they really don't have a running back on the roster either. Um, so that'll be interesting. Rumors have had it that Miami loves Javante Williams from Carolina. And I think that's the people, guy. I love this guy. Personally, yeah. I love this guy. If I was any other team other than Miami, I think he's the number one back in the draft. Thing is, I'm a chemistry guy as well. And I just think if you're Miami, you have to go Najee. Yeah, right. Javante Williams and Michael Carter, the two UNC backs, they're really, really good. They're legit. I love the way Javante runs. He's just he looks like an all-down type of back. He's he's Nick Chubb-esque. He is. Yep. Yep. It's like the perfect comp for him. I was watching him the other day when it was on one of the Cleveland games, and I said, Man, this guy really does remind you of Nick Chubb. Michael Carter is like five eight, five nine, but like he breaks so many tackles too. Yeah. And no, he's a I scat like, back that can run so fast. And I'm just like, holy cow. <laughs> I like both of them. And I don't know who else was coaching the senior bowl that week. I don't, I can't remember who was coaching it this year. Was it? It was the Panthers. Okay. On Panthers. One staff. Okay. Yeah. No, because I know Miami was the other. 
So the Panthers, I'm telling you, they were coaching the Senior Bowl, and like I don't know what their situation is. Obviously, well, they have McCaffrey, so that they have McCaffrey. Maybe they could use another guy behind McCaffrey. Right, Mike Davis just high-tailed out of there. Yeah, I don't think they'll go that high for Javante. But I was gonna say, I wouldn't be shocked if one of those Senior Bowl guys. Uh, I mean, one of those guys that was really working with him at the senior bowl picked him because he was down there that weekend and he was, you know, a lot of guys that worked with him liked him a lot. Yeah. I'm shocked Chubba Hubbard has just kind of fallen off. Yeah. Not even in the top five, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I had a guy from CBS hit me up last offseason saying, wow, you know, your team's building right. They just got to draft Chubba Hubbard next year, you know, in the draft and you'll be solid. This guy was like, the talk of the town now all of a sudden he's not even in the top three four four running backs he didn't have a good 2020 but i was just shocked that like he's dropped off that much yeah that's i mean but again this is what we're saying with the running back position it's just such a hard position because you're gonna make the league probably if you're a running back in high school because you'll eventually make it with someone because people are going through them like a revolving door at the same right. time you won't stay with the team because it's a revolving door. So it's a, it's a 50-50. Any other of these prospects or like someone that's kind of getting slept on that you like? You know, I like that Aziz kid out of it's Georgia, I think it is, if I can remember right. Yeah, I have him going 21 to the Colts. Old Jalari? Yeah, I really – I think he's going to be a steal wherever he falls because I think – He's a guy who teams will be on to and he'll go earlier than people think. And the normal fan will be like, oh, we wasted our pick on this guy. He went too early. Or he's going to be a guy that goes and falls and people are going to be like, wow, this yeah, guy. Is he's explosive, but he, he lacks the size. So it's like you want yeah. him to bulk up at least. I think Indy would be a good spot. Indy needs someone to replace uh, Costanza. What does your boy think Indy's going to do at 21? Pass rusher, so, right? Well, they, yeah, he, he's hoping for a Jalen Phillips fall. He's hoping for a Darishaw fall. And I don't I don't, I don't think either of those happen. <laughs> yeah, he, those are the two guys he was saying he's hoping is going to happen. But um, Darishaw is really going to fall. Leatherwood could, might, be, might be a pick there, too. I wouldn't be shocked. Leatherwood is a second-round guy, I think, because people don't listen, know if he's going to play guard or tackle. Yeah. I'm just saying, I know Indy, Indy is a, they need it. They, they want an offensive lineman. They're an offensive line team. Um, Tackles so deep. It's ridiculous what teams can do yeah, right now, but they do need a defensive end. So I do think they would take one of the guys that fall. I think they yeah. might consider Roselle. I don't know. Roselle might be a guy that goes there. Who knows? I think, I think the Georgia guy is going to go there. I think that would be good for them. No, I think I, I like I said, I, I, I think he's a steal. Yeah. I do think he's a steal, um, and I love the way that he, he he's, his mindset is. I was watching a thing on him the other day. I was reading into his story. Great kid, great guy, guy you can root for. So Christian Barmore, the he seems like he's going to be the only defensive tackle picked in the first three rounds because someone yeah. said this is the worst D tackle class ever. But this Barmore guy, he's 6'5", playing defensive tackle at 300 pounds, yeah. and he moves ridiculously well. So yep. where he could go to like one of those playoff teams in the background. I have him going to Buffalo, but like, dude, a six five defensive that's like Calais Campbell kind of level. We're seeing guards and centers that are only like six two or six three coming out. Yeah. Like this dude's gonna be able to swim over somebody with ease if he he's can gonna go get to the team. raw right. 
he's going to go to a team with a base set defense that doesn't change their um, formations often. Um, so a lot of these, a lot of these teams that are going light and can move, um, he won't go there. But I think that one of those teams, like even the Ravens or someone, I can see them picking him up. I think the Ravens go uh, receiver. Well, yeah, 100%. I'm just saying, like, that's yeah. a team. I, I could Like, the way that they run their defense, that's a team that would, would go with a guy like that. And then uh, one more guy, since I am a linebacker at heart, uh, Jamin Davis. I thought he was going to be a second-round guy. I was hoping Denver was going to snag him, but it seems like he's jumping up to the first round now. Jamin, but yeah. He's he's a very instinctive linebacker that you watch his tape and you're like, oh, he doesn't really he's not really fast, but then he runs a four four forty and you're like, whoa, really? And he's yeah. got like great hands. He's always in the right place at the right time. He puts his hat on the football a lot, forcing fumbles. And when he makes a tackle, those running backs don't move. So I was hoping Denver will pick him in the second round as like the linebacker need that they need to fill. But it seems like someone's going to get lucky in the first. Maybe even Cleveland Browns taking Jamin Davis, which they have been making a lot of work on that defensive side. Oh, yeah. No, look, you know your linebackers, so I'm, I'm going to trust you on that opinion. <laughs> Nick Bolton is a good one. Um, Jabril Cox is kind of like an athletic freak from LSU that you can take. Uh, who was the guy last year that was high from LSU? Was it Patrick Queen? He's kind of yeah. like that a little bit. Yes, Queen. Yep. Yep. He's kind of like that, but like he could he could get dominated if it comes to a big lineman and just kind of get uh Fugazi a little bit. But linebacker yeah. is such a hard position nowadays because the stupid RPO, it just kill it kills linebackers. Yeah. But you need a big guy in there to defend the tight end or like be solid in the run game, but then they'll get They'll get caught with their pants down, and it's a pass, and the slants right over top of them. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I, that, that, the RPO is just, just destroying so many defenses. But that's why a lot of people are going with those almost safety-type linebackers now, you know, the guys who, who can play into a back pedal like that um, and, and come up just as quickly into the box and, and make a tackle. Uh, right. But I tell you, the, another like storyline that I'm following it is because this seems to be like the draft of just quarterbacks going insanely high and overvalued, in my opinion, just because of the need. Um, Kellerman goes in the first yeah. round. There you go. <laughs> where does Trav and where does Mund go? Like, well, people love this Stanford kid out of nowhere, and he's only played like 12 games. I'm telling you, like. It just makes me wonder, like, do the Vikings go and take like a Kellen Mund or or, or Kyle Trask? You know what? That's not a bad idea. Chicago's one of those teams, and people were throwing out Pittsburgh as an ideal spot. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even I'm trying to think of other teams that could use like a backup QB if things don't go their way. Well, New England. Even New Orleans. No. Maybe even New Orleans. You don't. Maybe you're Orleans, not sold on Jameis. The other thing people don't talk about is the whole situation behind Brady when he retires. True. I really Blaine Gabbert. Think, yeah, I just really think that, that Tampa's missing a huge thing here. You have Brady. Yes, he's going to win you Super Bowls. Yes, he's going to get you to big games. He's also one of the best players to learn under. You know, so why would you not be drafting a guy right about now and having him sit a few years under Brady? I don't I have. Not, I still haven't put that piece together. 
maybe they trade for Jimmy G. They're like, oh yeah, you were a good backup behind Brady, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 swap in. Uh, we'll swap in the guy Miami just signed from it. Tampa him. just became the Chiefs so fast last year, where they're just they just have unlimited money and it's just yeah. keeping every. They kept all twenty-two of their starters, and yeah, they're I like, don't understand how "We could do whatever the hell we want now at thirty-two. Let's I'm, just let's just go out and pick ETN because we can." And I'm telling you, I wouldn't be shocked if they're the team who takes like a Nike Harris or, or ETN. Like, I, I wouldn't. Well, they need to trade Ronald Jones. They need to get. They need to let Ronald loose and let that guy run. Yeah, it's a perfect spot to take a running back where they're picking in that draft. It's like just every year that 32, 30, like. Yeah. But um, do you do you think we get a kicker or punter picked in sometime this draft? I always ooh, throw that question out there. There's always someone that takes one. There's always <laughs> someone that takes one. Um, always. I don't know who it's gonna be though. It's just always a random team, like yeah, you know, the Texans or someone. Like, maybe the Texans because they signed like 35 guys this offseason. They're like, we could use another kicker, maybe. <laughs> I know it's not going to be us. We we just we just did that last year with like a long snap. Seattle like with one of their three picks. <laughs> um, What's cool though too is that um, the Rams released a video. They're like doing their whole draft war room thing on a beach house in Malibu. That's cool. That which is awesome. I mean, you heard the whole. What's your feeling on the whole OTA situation with these with these players opting out? Do you think it really affects them or? Is it no. an overblown thing to the normal fan? Like the normal fan doesn't really understand how these guys work in the offseason. It doesn't really affect them. OTAs are pretty much like uh, for like the young players to learn the system and game more yep. reps and stuff. And, like, yep. Vibe well. It's like a chemistry thing, which yep. like you'd see quarterbacks just like, well, I'm going to run out of house in Mexico. Everyone just come to my house and like we'll yeah. do our own OTAs. That's basically what it is. Training camp is like, okay. Like let's let's gel everything out. Let's go deep into the playbook. Let's figure um, like the basics out. And other kinks. OTAs are basically like, all right. I have I have no idea what the system is. Let's learn it or whatever. Yep. No, one hundred percent. I I believe in the chemistry thing in the off season. I I want to see my quarterback out there throwing with my own receivers. I don't fall for the whole. Oh, let me go hang out with OBJ because it'll be fun. Even though, even though he plays on a different team, timing is a huge <laughs> thing with quarterbacks. Even if you play with the guy forever, I'm I'm a big believer in getting out there and throwing at someone's house, whether it's on the beach or whatever, or at the facility. It's it's a big thing for me. But as far as everything else, these skill players, they're fine on day one. They're fine, uh, you know. The rest of the off season, just about making sure you're in shape. But the big part for me is the line. The line needs to be, you know, training together you know, in training camp because people are trying to say, take out training camp off season, you know, preseason games. No, you can't take out all, you can't take out preseason games and training you know, camps. You the, can't. The line, the line is where you start to, you know, get in trouble. In my opinion is in, with these preseason games that people are talking about the skilled players. They're going to do their thing. One-on-one -on -one matchups are never going to change, but the line you're, you're working yeah. as a unit with four other guys. That that's huge when it comes to getting down your uh, your chemistry. It's funny seeing these uh, big time journalists actually giving a rat's ass about OTAs. Like every year, people fall under it. Oh they my fall god, for it so bad. Remember when Brady missed OTAs and everyone was like, "Oh, does Brady hate Belichick now?" It's just like, dude, it's OTA. Who cares? It's just like an extra paycheck. OTAs are more for the undrafted and like late yep. round pick guys. 
it's such a overblown situation. It's the preseason games for me is the important stuff. And I know the players, a lot of players will be like, oh, it's not important. That, that to me is it really. Yeah, for the starters. <laughs> you know. Oh, right. Any other thoughts on the NFL draft? Anything you think we'll uh, look out for? Whatever. I think it's going to be an interesting first. I say watch the second night because what the happens on the second night is going to be very interesting. I think you're going to get some, uh, you know, I could say that every year, but I really think you're going to get some guys because of the depth this of year, the especially in that second round, you're going to get some, some really golden guys if you, if you play it right. And I just yeah. think, I think the key to this draft is play, you know, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. I think, there's a lot of teams in this draft, even in the first 10 picks, it's going to be very interesting because last year, I don't know if you remember last year, they were, we were expecting a lot of movement in the first five picks with the quarterback situation. It wound up being that it went just as everyone thought and every team held their ground and got their guy at their own pick, right? This right. year, I really do think there's going to be a lot of movement inside that top 10 and it's going to be all about how the hell teams play it. I think the board's going to get you know, mixed around. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how teams play it. Some, some teams going to overpick someone like ridiculously high. Yeah. I mean, look, I love Pitts. I'm telling you right now, I freaking love the guy. Um, I think he's definitely an incredible talent, but I, I think he's like, the best player in the draft. Look, I think he's great. I do. But I also think that moving up to four for the guy and trading up to four to get him. If you're if you're a team that needs a lot of defensive players like the Cowboys or draft them at four if you're Atlanta and all this other stuff. I just think it's such an overvalue. Like, God, it's like insane how, how some of these guys are now putting a top a tight end in like the top five picks in, the, in an NFL draft. It's just skilled players are so – yeah, you can't find a guy built like him for sure. I get it. I, I would love the guy. People are saying Miami might trade up to four to get him. But at the same time, it's like it's still crazy to me that we live in a world now where you're taking a skilled player like a tight end in the top five picks. I'll never get over that. That's in, like to me, that's the story of the draft. Whoever yeah. lands pits, if they trade up for him at four, it's going to be crazy. Don't sleep on uh, OBJ possibly getting traded. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I, we don't know with that guy. That guy's got an interesting career, man. I think San Francisco or New England could make an offer to yeah. uh, Cleveland. Yep. No, it's New England. And Teddy Bridgewater will be traded at some point in this draft. You think so? Interesting. I think so. Interesting. Interesting. Dude, even even another player to watch out for getting traded, and don't be shocked. Zach Ertz, too. There's been rumors about him getting traded somewhere. No, I, I think they said Buffalo today. Buffalo's interesting. There's a rumor that Buffalo is going to trade their first round pick for Ertz. I got a first, dude. Hell no. You don't you trade the third round tops for Ertz. Yep. I think Philly's going to give them their second or something like that. They're going to get their first. I don't something like that. That wouldn't be bad for Philly. Philly needs a lot of things. I mean, Philly, Philly could even use it to trade back up if they wanted to. I wouldn't be shocked if they did it that way, too. There's been talk about them trading up. I don't know who it's going to be for, but. Howie Roseman is just all over the map when it comes to his things. He'll probably trade back to six when it's all said and done. <laughs> the long snap. Yeah. At 12. <laughs> By the way, 
very good long snapper. Don't get me wrong. But like <laughs> I would love to see the word cheeseman on the back of the Philly um <laughs> jersey. It just makes too much sense. Oh my god, it's incredible. Imagine what Geno's and Pats can do at those state houses selling. Oh. Yeah, oh my goodness. Commercials. <laughs> I was actually you just down John at Geno's like last week. Like the, you thought John Dornboss was like the best Eagles on snapper. Wait till Cheeseman enters the building. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Well, guys, that's all the time we have for today. We thank you for joining us. If you have any comments about what your favorite team is going to pick, is your team going to pick a long snapper in the first round, or are they going to pick a kicker? I mean, I don't know. It, it could happen in the first round. We've seen Raiders pick a punter in the first round before. So go ahead, like us on Facebook, and comment down below. Also, follow us on Twitter at Bench Bros Sports. Follow us on Instagram at Original Bench Bros. And follow our website, BenchBrosports.com where you can check out my actual first-round mock draft. It's uh, good. I think I'm going to get like 10 picks tops right. I mean, <laughs> I, last year I think I hit nine of them. I mean, we'll see. Whatever. I had the Chargers training up for two, and that didn't work. But anyway, we keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages, so it's a good follow. So go ahead and follow us over there. And go ahead and subscribe to our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other media services. Check out Bench Bros every single Monday at the Bench Bros Sports Podcast with Brandon uh, Ant and I as we kind of just shoot the shit around like bass fishing and whatever sports topics are going on. So, again, thank you for listening. Bobby, final thoughts. Uh, I don't know much about bass fishing, so I won't see you guys for a little bit, but I'm sure when the season comes around, I'll hear from you. And uh, I hope your team makes you happy in the draft. I know I'll be biting my fingernails till we pick. So, Oh, my God, everyone. dude. If, if, if Denver screws this up. <laughs> yeah. I have all the photoshops ready to go for whoever they're going to pick. Oh, there you go. See, I stopped making scenarios in my head a long time ago because I'll put five guys into a uniform and not one of them will be the one we pick. So I learned better. I even have Aaron Rodgers as like a Photoshop as a backup being like, well, (laughs) wait till next year. Never mind. Wes has it covered. So if you need anything, go check out the podcast. (laughs) Wes has it covered for me. Dude. Oh, my goodness gracious. I can't take this. This I'm like you last year. Oh, yep. Yep, now you know. See, it always comes full circle. Yeah, well, hopefully it doesn't come like this again. All right, so that was Bobby. I'm Wes. Thank you for joining us. We'll uh, see you next time on the Bench Row Sports Podcast with Strups on Monday. That's the show. We're out of here.